back to the snapback with T-Mac. We got a special guest on uh, today. Uh, lucky this guy could join us. I'm going to introduce him a little bit. Y'all know him. Uh, he was the number three pick overall in the 2008 draft. Uh, first round, of course. 2016 MVP. 2016 Offensive Player of the Year. 2016 First Team All-Pro. 2008 Rookie of the Year. Four-time Pro Bowler. And right now, this man sits seventh overall uh, in all-time NFL in passing yards. Uh, and we're going to get into my campaign for you to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, but in my Terrell Owens voice, this is my quarterback right here. Man, I appreciate you coming on with us, buddy. No doubt, man. I am uh, fired up to be on with you. Appreciate the the introduction. Who would have thought, yeah, you know, getting to know each other back in 2008 that that's what, you know, it would be. But uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. i tell you, I enjoy uh, watching, of course, when, when I got done and I retired. You know, I was uh, your biggest fan. Uh, enjoy watching your career. You know, came to watch you guys play in the Super Bowl. And, you know, now your career now going on to uh, – I'm jealous. Talk about football. Talk <laughs> about what you love doing forever. And, dude, I'm just going to tell you, you do an amazing job. You know, guys like you and, and Romo, you know, guys that see things happening before they happen, I enjoy watching those games. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. It's been um, – it's weird, right? Like, I think there's always this part of us that just – you always see yourself as the player, right? right and then, right. and then it stops. And, <laughs> and at some point, you gotta, you gotta do something else. But um, you know, I do feel lucky that you know CBS has allowed me to continue to, to you know, stay in the space um, that I like to to be in. And uh, it is fun, you know, calling the games because you know I still watch film like I did as a player right during the week and and watching these defenses. And then the the thing I really like about it too is, you know, you, you start this game at one o'clock or noon central time, whatever. And for the next three hours, it's like playing. You have no idea what's going to happen. Right. And and you got to be able to react and and, kind of talk about those things. And so, um, you know, it it was a fun fall kind of doing that for the first time. I was lucky. I was surrounded by a really good crew uh, of of veteran people that kind of held my hand as a, as you did back in 2008 when I, I had no idea what, that, yeah, <laughs> what, when I had no idea what was going on, you know? And so but I think, I think back on that, Matt, 2008, your rookie year, you know, and it was, it was an unbelievable year, you know, for you and for our team and the franchise. But I, I want to say all the years that run together for me, but you opened up with a touchdown pass to Jenkins, right? Was that yeah. your first career attempt? Yeah. First, first pass attempt, Mike Jenkins. Yeah. That was on the backside skinny post. I can remember running down the field, man, the excitement, you know, with the guys. And I think me and Claybo probably did a chest bump. But, uh, you know, you were special from the get-go. And people ask me all the time. One of the biggest questions I get, people find out or they realize that, you know, who I am. Uh, do you know Matt Ryan? You know, do you know – the three I get, do you know Matt Ryan? Did you play with Matt Ryan? Did you play with Mike Vick? Do you know Julio Jones? You know, that's (laughs) the most common questions I get and, you know, uh, some great times. But your rookie year, when you came in, I can remember, uh, I think it was an OTA. You know, I think it was your first time to step in the huddle. And, you know, we had some some characters in that huddle with Roddy 
and and Mike yeah. Turner. They were always giggling and cutting up going <laughs> on. And you were ready to call the play, and you came in, and it was basically told everybody, all right, shut up. Here we go, you know, and called the first play. And I'm like, I can remember looking at Claybo. I was like, all right, this dude's got it. He's got some moxie, you know. We're going to be all right. And uh, just to watch your career, dude, uh, your command, uh, tell people all the time you were or still are a pro's pro. You know, your approach to the game, the way you studied film. Um, you know, I look sometimes young guys coming in and they don't put the time in. Uh, they don't respect the game enough. And I think you did that from day one. Well, I know you did that from day one. And it was such a pleasure to be part of your journey, man. You 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 had you provided us to have some great times uh, with the Falcons franchise. Well, it, you're you're nice to say it. I I do think back of of that crew, kind of that 2008, <laughs> 9, 10, whatever that that team that was together for you know three four years. And you you said it, it's the characters uh, oh, in the huddle, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, and I, I look I look you know to my left. If I'm standing in the huddle, I look to my left. I got the five guys up front, Sam and Justin Blaylock and you and. Uh, Tyson and Harvey and and I'm this 23 yeah, year old kid right <laughs> yeah, and and these are grown men in there and I'm telling these guys to shut the f up you know and and, and everybody and respected it and loved it man yeah they, and then I, I'm I looking remember. on the back end right and Mike Turner's laughing giggling in that high pitched <laughs> you know giggle that he has who knows what Roddy's talking about uh, you know it, it was it was a really it was a unique group of guys right and and so I think back of it you know, like there's different waves of your career where right. you're with guys for a certain amount of time and then it, it kind of changes and moves on. But uh, I think back on those teams, we, we had some really good teams, really good guys and guys that, you know, fought, you know, hard for each other. And and ultimately I look back on that and, and those are like the things I remember, right? How hard right. guys played for one another. Uh, and, and that was really the, the kind of secret to, to some of the success that we had uh, as a team. Yeah, kind of a hat tip to you. And I can remember, you know, there were some games. Of course, I was pissed when you broke my consecutive start streak. And then Jake Matthews, as he has blown that away right it. now. Yeah. Uh, but it, it spoke to um, – I wasn't really pissed. I was happy for you. But the, your toughness, you know. And I can remember I played for guys. I played for – had a lot of quarterbacks during my career. Um, the way you handled it. You know, the way you handled, there were some games where you got tore up, you know, <laughs> quarterbacks get hit, but you never showed it. You know, you never uh, wanted us up front or your other teammates to see it. And I noticed that, you know, I can remember one day it was one of those games where you just got lit up and uh, it was the next day in the training room and all the no line we were around there and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, guys. No, I'm good. And most of the guys walked out and you were like, mud. I'm hurting, brother. I'm hurting pretty good. But, but I respected that. You know, you, it bugs me sometimes you see quarterbacks uh, get on their guys in the wrong way, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, why don't y'all block this and that? You never did that. You know, you respected us up front and, and knew how hard our job was. But the, the way you handled your business, that allowed guys to go out and, and do their best to, to protect you and try to keep you clean. And uh, your toughness is is one thing that I don't think gets talked about enough, man. Well, I was yeah, probably too dumb to do anything else, right? Like this is, this is kind of the, the mindset that that you have to have. But I always, you know, I always felt like we were in it together, though. You know, like it wasn't 
you know, it, like, and, and having a, a respect, like the cool thing about football is, you know, everybody's responsibilities and what they're asked to do are so different, right? Yeah. Like what, what you're trying to do up front, uh, you know, what tackles are trying to do on the outside, you know, what I'm trying to do, whether it's throwing the ball or getting us into the right place, whatever that is. Right. And then you, you got Tony Gonzalez and his job, like everybody's responsibility is so different. And, and I think, you know, understanding how difficult uh, each position group is and the challenges that you have, I just always felt like, you know, no one spot is more important than the others. Right. And, and so, you know, we, we had to do it all together. Um, and the other thing is that works both ways though, too, right? Like you can say that about me, but I, I would see the same from you guys too, right? Uh, of of uh, you're out there doing everything you can um, to perform each week. And, and I knew how well prepared you guys were, how hard you would work, right? I would always panic on Sunday morning mornings because <laughs> you guys would start chasing all the ghosts in your lockers that were just <laughs> to the left right. of where I would sit. And then I'd be like, oh, man, uh, I thought these guys <laughs> were ready. Now we're, now we're chasing ghosts over no. here. I thought I was prepared. Now I'm not sure if I was. but um, That was one but, way we did it, Matt. And I like to, and I, I don't know if I did it too much, you know, because we watched so much film and we watched it as a group, especially the, the Nasty Boys, you know, like yeah. we had a tight bond. And I think uh, sometimes uh, that's overlooked in NFL locker rooms, even college and high school locker rooms is camaraderie and leadership and how tight you are as a group. And during those times, we had a special group. I mean, if everybody wanted to watch film, we wanted to make each other better. Um, so we spent a lot of time, but a way – I mean, we would watch film the night before. Me and Claybo would be in there and just make sure there's nothing, no stone unturned. You didn't miss anything. And then we would go sit in our lockers and you start to panic a little bit because you, <laughs> you want to feel like you've been prepared. Well, what if they do this? What if they do that? And I'm sorry you had to hear that. I, didn't know I, I would be sitting there like, dude, they have never done it. Like, if they do it, we'll just trust our rules. But I haven't seen it, you know? Like, I, I think we'll just make a call and go. But. It was, uh, I, I would always, I look back on that now. Those are like the, the funny things of that two hours or two and a half hours before, you know, a game of, of you know, it's the thing people don't see, right? Like the, the it's build up. too much time. Your mind starts to play tricks on you. <laughs> 100%. I, I often think back, like I should have just got there an hour before, put my, you know, uniform on, went out and it warmed really? up and, my, and, and would go. But, uh, there's some beauty to that too, but that wasn't how it was. No, that's what I miss most, man. And you could probably say the same, you know, after those big wins, you know, people ask me, what do I miss? You know, I don't miss the the, the way my body felt on a, a Monday morning. Uh, I miss being in a locker room with the guys after a big win or being on the back of bus three. You know, yep. I had uh, I had Selfo on here. I had uh, you're following Selfo, so you don't have a tough act to, to follow <laughs> on here. But I had Claybo and we talked about the back of bus three, you know, where uh, it was a kind of VIP, you know, yeah. you had to get invited to the back of us. You couldn't <laughs> yeah. just go sit back there. And I think we had some rookies at times that, that Claybo ran off, you know, go find another bus. But I miss, you know, after a big win, sitting on the back of bus three and, and drinking a beer and just thinking about what we had just accomplished and the work that we had put in for that week uh, and just miss hanging out with the guys, you know, and I think what, what you're doing now with, with CBS, it's, it's like you're going in and you still have a locker room around you with the guys that you get to talk football. Uh, but that's what I miss uh, about the game the most. I, I'm with you, man. I think um, it's so weird, too. You know, 
it's the road games that that I remember. Absolutely. Right. Like the home I definitely remember the home games too, but like the home games, everybody, you know, we all got to know each other's families, right? right. And so you'd be leaving the dome and you'd see people's families, but then you would get in your car and, and you would go back with your family, which is cool and and is you know what what you should do. But the road games were unique because it was just us, right? right. And so you said it, you get on the back of bus three, we'd have a beer. Tony, Tony Gonzalez would be, you know, making fun of us because we were drinking Miller Lights and he would say they're banquet beers and he had have high, yeah. high class Stellas <laughs> or something like that, right? And he'd be joking with us. But, you know, to me, it was those road games, right? You get on the back of the bus or we'd be flying back and, and you know, you're all together, whether you're playing cards, just hanging out, chopping it up. Um, like, I, I, I think those are the things you miss. And there's something to it, like, when you're all together and you know how hard you've worked to get a result that you want, like there's, there's nothing, there's really nothing cooler than that. And, and in the same vein, it's almost like even in those losses too, as pissed as, as we all were, we were all together, oh, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and there was, I, I used to find so much comfort in that, like as an individual player of being like, all right, like maybe I, I didn't play my best you know, or, right. or I might've thrown a pick at the end of the game that, that cost us. Right. And I know everybody's pissed, but you get back in the back of that bus and, and you know, you're surrounded or, or you're like in a safe place. Right. No, you're absolutely right, man. Yeah. And, and I love that about it too. You talk about it. Cause we're able to, even after a loss, you go through it and you hear, I think as, as pro athletes, sometimes you look at and you feel like everybody a quarterback position in particular, everybody's looking at you. You sure. know, but on the back of bus three, we're all sitting there thinking what we all did wrong, you know. And <laughs> during my career, you can ask Heidi, I would, if we played a away game or a home game, I always had it, the DVR recording at home. I could not go to sleep until I came back and I watched that that tape because there's some things you're like, man, what what happened? You know, why, yeah. why didn't I make that block or why didn't I do that? And you go back and see it and, you know, you're able to go to sleep because – you know, things aren't always as good as they you, you feel like they are, but they're not as bad as they seemed either. Uh, so that was one thing. But but being able to talk about it and talk about the things we could have done, be- done better, that was that was special too, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Great times. You know? I always struggled. I, I'm with you. I always struggled, you know, after games, like turning my brain off. And I know yeah. we talk about this all the time, right? Like, Hey, did you get any sleep last night on, on Sunday night? And you're like, I didn't fall asleep until like three, you know, and I was right. up at, you know, six 30 or six, whatever. Uh, you know, it was that shutting off, shutting off your brain because, you know, you were thinking about, and it was never the good stuff, right? It was, right, always the, <laughs> it was always the bad stuff that, that would creep in there and you'd be like, ah, God, I should have done that. I should have been able to do that. And the, and the weird thing is, it never got better for me as I played. You know what I mean? Like that part never changed. <laughs> right. I, everybody's like, "Oh, your experience, you know, you're able to, you know, compartmentalize and put it away." I'm like, "No, I never I never got it. I was probably better at it when I was 23 than I was when I was 37." <laughs> Cared you know? a little less. Huh? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with exactly. you on that, man. Matt, when did you for you um I think for me it was year 3 and 4 when the game started to slow down a little bit for me. When did you uh, feel comfortable. I mean, you were as good as I've seen early, you know, as a rookie, but when did you get to where the game really started to slow down for you? I think it, I think you're probably right. I think it's probably year three. Like, I think, I think, you know, that first year, everything's just moving so fast. 
um, and, and you're really just, you know, you're really just trying to keep your head above water uh, and, and, and just survive. Um, and, you know, it just, it's all kind of that first year for me is kind of a blur. Right. And then you look back on it and you start to get ready for your second season. And that second season's dangerous, right? Because you think, you know, you know, you think, (laughs) think you're, you think you're a vet now, right? I've got this figured out a little bit. And then it hits you again. You're like, Oh, actually I don't know. Right. (laughs) And then get into that space where you're comfortable. And for me, it was really probably year three, uh, where I started to feel like that. Like I could get us, I could get us in, in and out of a protection if, if we needed to change something. Right. And I felt right. comfortable to be able to do that. I never really had to do it very often, you know, cause you were so good up front of, of being able to do that, but I felt comfortable in that space or, or like running our no huddle stuff. Um, you know, getting and that's where you excel, and, man. I yeah. always felt like, you know, to me when we were in our no huddle stuff and I know you can't, you can't do it all game long because your receivers, their tongues will be hanging out. But when you operated our no huddle, if we had time on the clock, you know, you always executed at a high level because it ain't even young. Early in your career, you had an understanding and a grasp. And I can remember uh, Mike Malarkey sitting in front of the uh, the room at Georgia Tech Hotel, and he was a proud papa. You know, you would get up there and rehearse the first 15. And he was like looking at you smiling like my dude's got it, you know. Uh, Dude, I remember, <laughs> I remember doing that one time and I, for, I think we were in Minnesota, right? And uh, uh, Malarkey got up with his spiel on the on the first 15 and how we were going to handle Jared Allen, right? He's like, we're going to come down, we're going to wham him, we're going to whack him, we're going to do all this stuff. And he's like, Matt, get up and talk about Texas, which was our no huddle stuff. And I was like, we're going to do the same thing, man. We're going to whack him, we're going to wham him. With, you know, I, I don't even care what we're running, but I just remember doing that. And uh, I used to love getting into that, though, because I felt like, I felt like our group at that time, there was a rhythm to it. Right. Right. And so I I don't know how you felt, but like, I feel like you guys would know what I was going to call based on, on, and you were like expecting it and nobody hesitated, you know, we could run the football, uh, drop back and throw it. We could do kind of whatever we wanted, but it was, I mean, it's pretty crazy to think like, if you look back on it now that, that Mike Malarkey would really just let us, Oh, go do no. our own thing out there. I mean, there was no play calls coming in or anything, right? And I love it, man. And I, I think for it. us for us up front, and even for you, it simplified what the defense oh, yeah. do. You know, if they were going to blitz, they had to show it quick, you know, and, uh, and and they got generic, you know, and then the D-line got tired and the pass rush slowed down. Uh, always loved it and always loved the way you ran it, man. It was just unbelievable. Um yeah. Yo, I, I'm not going to keep you too long, Matt. Matt's in uh, Vegas getting ready for the Super Bowl, has some obligations, but there's a couple more things I want to talk about. And I know it's just a matter of time. You know, I got the opportunity uh, two years ago to go in the Atlanta Falcons ring of honor. And, you know, I, I would think pretty soon here uh, you're going to be coming up. And I can't wait to see that, man. It's a, you know, special group and definitely honored to to be in that group. And, uh you know, what you've done for Atlanta, what you did for the franchise, for that city, um, you know, uh, the best ever in that franchise, you know, it's, it's, you look at the numbers, no lie. Um, and I can't wait, you know, and then, and then after that, you know, like I talked about, uh, people ask me all the time and ask me, you know, are you going to get a gold jacket one day? And, uh, I'm going to start that campaign, man, because I'd look at, at what you've done, 
uh, your career, your body of work. And it, it's a no doubter for me. Um, and I, that you, you're a pro, like I talked about it, the way you approached it, the way you approached the game, the way you handled your business, man, uh, was just unbelievable. And, well, you know, I'm proud to say I was a teammate, man. And, uh, got to snap the ball to you. <laughs> I mean, you're nice. It's hard to respond to any of that stuff. No, I know. But, I know. But to me, like, it's, it is a special group when you talk about the Ring of Honor, you know, for the Falcons and, and even think about the players that, that we did it with, right? And, right? and how there's guys in there, you know, from that space with you and Roddy. And um, it, 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 it does mean something, man. And it, it means a lot. It would mean a lot to me, you know, if and, and when that happens. And um, because, I mean, you're talking about, stuff that had gone on since the sixties. Right. And, oh, and no, just, no. just a handful of guys that, that, that are a part of that. Uh, and I was so happy for you and just like, it's so well-deserved. And, and I think oftentimes, you know, certain position groups, like the position group, you play quarterback, you get recognition. Um, right. You play wide receiver, you get recognition, but you know, the, the guys up front or on the defensive line, like, there's a lot of times where you, where you don't get it and to be recognized for, for your contribution to what you did for the organization, just being, you know, kind of the centerpiece of, of that offensive line, you know, for the better part of a decade uh, and just providing stability. You talk about the number of starts that you had consecutive that, you know, somehow my skinny, my skinny body was able to, to pass. And then, like we said, Jake Matthews is just cruising right by us. He's, he's unbelievable. But, um, you know, it's so well-deserved for you, and uh, it is it is a special group, but, you know, hopefully I can be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. A couple more things, Matt. Now, you know, I want to – I like to try to bring up what uh, what you did your early years. Like, coming up, what sports did you play? I know you were a three-sport guy, right? Yeah. Played a little yep. basketball, a little baseball, a shortstop. And, yeah. But but I think I remember you weren't always a quarterback, right? You played a no. little tight end. Tell that story. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> – I didn't play tight end very well, but I did. I played, uh, you know, I played, so I played football, basketball, and baseball um, all the way through high school. And I mean, the times were different, you know, like kids specialized, I feel like so much earlier now than like we did, you know, growing up, which is kind of a shame. Um, but that's for a whole, that's a whole, you know, different discussion to go down. But um yeah, I played I played all kinds of different positions, you know, starting in second grade playing football. And I didn't really play quarterback until uh, seventh or eighth grade. So there was, That's you know, great. five or six years of, of playing these different positions, played some tight end, was playing defensive end, played fullback for a little while. And, you know, I think there was a realization of how hard those positions, like there's an understanding from playing different positions of, in a small way, the challenges that, that, that come with that. Um, but I was no good, right? Like I was, I was not very good at any of these other spots. You know, I was kind of tall and skinny and not that fast. And, um, you know, but I tried. And then finally, you know, like we got into eighth grade or seventh or eighth grade. I can't remember, but you know, I was messing around basically before practice throwing and Uh they were like, dude, what, what are we doing? Like you, you've been playing the wrong spot. You're going to, you know, you're going to go play quarterback this year. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, and, and uh, it really, you know, obviously changed my life. But I love playing the other sports just as much, right? What like was your first love? Basketball. Come yeah, on, basketball. Shoot it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I could, you know, could shoot it a little bit. But, 
to me, yeah, I, I mean, I loved playing basketball m- more than anything. And then, honestly, baseball was probably my second favorite. Football, football was like my third, you know. That's uh, crazy. But I just happened to – I mean, I loved playing all of them. But, like, if, if I had to rank them, it was probably basketball, baseball, then football. But, um, you know, I just happened to be the right size, the right build, the right, you know, skill good. set. Yeah, for yeah for 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 that sport, but um, I really think playing those other sports helped me. You know, yeah. and I, I think you know you and know, I've talked about that in the past of just you know what playing different sports does for kids and and kind of developing competitiveness, but also giving yourself a break too, right? Yeah, I, I worry about that sometimes. Like you talked about, you know, my youngest is a sophomore now, and. Uh, he's decided to just go with baseball, you know, and it's harder. Like you talked about, you, you feel like if you don't specialize, you're getting behind. Uh, but sometimes, you know, year round, you know, muscles need a break. Your mind needs a break. I, I, I wish kids were able to play, you know, multiple sports. It's just harder. The times are different now, you know? Yeah. So. No, the time, I mean, and they're so like further advanced than we were, at least absolutely. in my opinion. Yeah. Than, like, I remember getting to Boston College, so I ran the triple option in high school for for football, right? Which was, I don't know why, but that's what we did, right? And so uh, I remember getting to BC and, like, them talking about pass protection. And, like, I was like, pass protection? Like, what? Like, what do you mean? We got to, like, we have, like, different pass protections? Like, we only have one in high school. That's great. and so, uh, but that, like, something like that would never happen now, right? Like, these, yeah. these, this, everybody's you know, running a spread. Everybody's yeah. throwing it now. It's, uh, yeah, definitely advanced for sure. Yeah. Well, when, Matt, you, you, you got uh, Marshall and Johnny and Cal. When are you going to get into coaching or have you started already? Because I know, I know that's in your cards to coach those guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I've helped out, um, you know, they, they started T-ball, <clears throat> my two older ones, uh, Marshall and Johnny, they started T-ball two years ago. So I've helped out, uh, you know, with, with their baseball um, the last couple of years. And, I mean, it's, it's really cool, you know, like, right. you know it from having done it. It's really cool to, to be able to see these kids get better. And almost like the cool thing of coaching is it's not even necessarily your kids, but, like, you see some of these other kids that – where they were when they started and how much better they got, you know, during, during the course of it. Uh, Like I've really enjoyed that part. And I think, I think the refreshing part, you know, is from being a professional athlete for so long, you know, it's hard to see improvement with NFL players. Like you don't, you you know, we say you're searching for like 1%, but a lot of it looks the same every day. Right. And And it's like, it doesn't jump out. But when you get kids, like, the exponential improvement you see just from like one practice to another and then to a game, it's refreshing to see. No, it definitely is. It's rewarding. Which, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed that part. And so um yeah, I like I mean, I like doing that stuff. I like being involved. Uh we did flag football, you know, with, with those guys uh this this fall. It was kind of a disaster. I'm not going to lie to you with, with you know, five-year-olds. Uh, it, you know, it's confusing. Yeah. It's, you're trying to get guys lined up. I got parents, you know, like telling me we needed more plays. And I'm like, more plays? We can't run the one play that we have. Like, we need to chill out on, on the more plays and, and, and that stuff. But, um, 
it's been I've I've really enjoyed uh, that that part of it. Uh, you know, coaching coaching them and just seeing them have fun and, and get better has been uh, rewarding. That's awesome, man. Last thing, you know, we got to talk about it. Our birds, you know, hiring uh, Coach Raheem. I, I know y'all were together a little bit there, right? Yeah. With with, with uh, that staff, um, I, I feel like, just my opinion, I feel like he's a great hire, you know, a, a fresh mind to come in and uh, you're bringing the guy over from uh, McVay's staff to, to run the offense. And, I mean, you look back at the, the Shanahan tree with Shanahan, McVay, and, well, of course, what McDonald's doing down there in Miami. Uh, you know, it seems like those offenses are having the most success. I'm excited about it. I've heard you talk about it a little bit. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the Falcons do behind center, you know, and yeah. I think that's one area they're going to – that's going to be an interesting thing. Are they going to go get an older guy or are they going to try to draft a guy? What, I, mean, I don't know if you can talk about it. What's your opinion on on the whole situation? Well, yeah, let me start with Raheem. Um, you know, he was he was with – I was with him in Atlanta for six years. Right. And so – the cool thing I think about him was I saw him in all kinds of different roles, right? So he came in, he started on the defensive side of the ball. We had, you know, we, we needed help on the offensive side of the ball in the wide receiver room. So he just switches and becomes wide receiver coach uh, and, and works with, you know, Julio Jones. I mean, you're, you, you know, Julio's a great teammate, uh, but it's hard to coach superstars, right? Like there's, there's a knack to it, right? You, you've got to be able to, to push those guys. He was awesome with that. Julio, you know, was, was incredibly productive during that time. And I think that that working relationship was really good, but I saw it. I saw it from a quarterback perspective of like, Hey, Rob, you know, I need, I need help with this. I need you to push, you know, this with these guys understand they've got to be at the top of the route here, whatever. Uh, I thought he was really good in that, in that role. And then, then we struggle on the defensive side of the ball, and Dan Quinn's like, "Hey, you got to go back. You got to call plays on the, you know, you got to be my DC." And and he steps into that role, and then ultimately, you know, becomes interim head coach for us for for that stretch in in 2020. So I saw him in all these different roles, uh, and I think when you see people, you know, be able to to coach regardless of the position, be able to coach, right? right. Be able to get the best out of guys. You then understand, okay, this guy. He gets it. He understands, you know, what he has to do to motivate players to get the best out of them. The football acumen is is there. He's a smart football coach. But I think more so than anything, he he he's really good at being able to show guys he cares, um, you know, about them personally. Uh, and then be able to understand that everybody's a little bit different and how you need to motivate guys is is different. He's really good uh in that sense. So I think he's gonna be Excellent um, in terms of, of getting the culture right, getting guys playing hard, all of those things. Uh, I think the staff he's putting together, I really like it. You know, like the, the guy, Zach Robinson from uh, L.A. that you mentioned from that McVay tree. I think it's, you know, to me, it's those, those offenses are the ones that are playing the best football uh, in the league right now. And, and it really goes back to, you know, Alex Gibbs, right? Like your old offensive line coach. No, and that, that was another mean. one. You know, you talk about guys switching over. Alex was under Woody Hayes at Ohio State as a defensive backs coach. He learned the game from the defensive side first, and then he switched yeah. over and became one of the best offensive line coaches ever because he learned the game from that side, what defenses were trying to do. You know, 
100%. And, and Alex was an innovator, you know, in, in, in the run game and, and how he taught the run game. And yeah. all, of, all of those systems really have kind of stemmed from that, you know, that outside zone scheme where you're going to stretch one cut, get down vertical uh, and, and move sideline to sideline. But they've morphed, right? Like they, right. they've evolved and, and changed. Um, but to me, the, the, those, those coaches, that tree, that style of offensive football uh, puts the most pressure on a defense, no makes them defend no. everything, right? And, and uh, so I really like, you know, uh, that hire. And, you know, some of the guys that he's, he's kind of put on the offensive staff, you know, to support uh, Zach, I think are really good on the defensive side. I, I think that's, that's where Raheem, his kind of baby is, right? Like right. he's, he's going to be on top of, of that side of the ball. So I like the staff that they're putting together, but then you get to the quarterback position and what they have to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing Death Valley there in the background. There was a pretty good guy. There was a pretty good player, you no, know, who, who, had a, who had a pretty good year, you know, down there. Uh, that would be interesting. I think they need to, I think they need to be aggressive um, right. in terms of, Either you you might need to move up to get who you want, um, and, and I I'm okay with that because I think you've got to solidify that position, you, you know, and and get some continuity there, yeah. you know, that that's going to help you for the next hopefully ten plus years. And if you got to move up to do it, I wouldn't be scared if you feel like the right person is there, yeah. um, you know, or, or they do they go the veteran route and feel like their team is is good enough uh, around them. I'll be interested to see, like, I haven't talked to Raheem about that. You know, when I talked oh, yeah. to him, it was just, you know, congratulations and all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that they've got a plan for it, but priority number one, at least to me is, is making sure that position gets right. Uh, so that you can, you can then kind of build all of the pieces that you need around it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that was awesome, man. All right. Last thing, and I'm gonna let you go. I know you got a lot to do. Um, and you may not be able to comment on this yet. Super Bowl, who you got, man? Two two great offenses. Uh, you look at the juggernaut that that San Fran has when they're hitting all all cylinders when Debo's healthy, uh, and you can never bet against Patrick Mahomes, who's just yeah. unreal. And him and Kelsey and that offense seem like they're meshing at the right time. What's your gut feeling? Can you can you predict that yet? Or yeah, I, I mean, my I'm with you. I look at San Francisco and I'm like, this is to me, probably the most complete team. You know, they 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 can beat you offensively. They can beat you playing good defense. Kyle's a great coach, all of those things. But then I look at what Kansas City, the teams that they've beaten the last couple of weeks to get here. They knocked off Buffalo, who was as hot as anybody uh, in the league. And then, really, the team who had the best year uh, up until that point, Baltimore, they they kind of went down and shut them oh, down, uh, right? Unreal. And the thing the thing I like about Kansas City uh, is they're they're really they're a run first team right now. You know, yeah. um, you think of them as like this wide open yeah. pass game, but yeah, they run angry and they're, and they're physical and they're playing good defense. I just think sometimes there's these guys like a Brady or Mahomes or whatever that just have this knack of of finding ways to win. And, and you know, to me, I, I look at it. I think they're both really good teams. I think it's going to be a great game, but I just think, I think Mahomes, I, I think he gets it done. I really do. I think he finds a way, like he's done the last couple of weeks, to get the job done. And I think that happens because they play good defense and they run the football. 
Yeah, and that's what I think. My household, my my daughter's a big Swifty fan, so yeah. uh, we got to pull. We're pulling for the Chiefs. I love Mahomes. I love what he does in that group. Uh, he he to me, I love him as a leader, man. Because yeah. I, I look at him, and you know, we talked about it earlier of like you know everybody playing together. He looks like he's got his guys' backs, right? And they have his, and like absolutely it's genuine. It's he's like, not a guy that that talks down to his team. He's he's constantly motivating, and yeah. it's not like he puts himself on a pedestal. You know, he no, he feels I mean, like he's one of the guys and trying to do things together. You nailed that one. You know, and that, that's what makes yeah. him a great leader. One hundred percent. Like I, I think it's so important, you know, for a superstar to not act like you know to to just be a, a right. teammate, to be one of the guys in the locker room. And I think he's he's nailed that part of it. It's it's been fun to watch. All right, brother. I know we can sit here and blow for days, but uh, <laughs> I just want to tell you how much you mean to me, man, over my career and uh, what you allowed uh, my family to be able to do because of, of what you did at quarterback. Uh, the times we had, the memories we made uh, was just special, man, and I appreciate you taking the time to to come on. I had to track you down. You know, your phone number changes more than <laughs> the minute hand on the clock. but uh, <laughs> Hey, I got got a hold of Sarah. We got it, man. And, you went to uh, the boss, bro. Yeah, I went to the boss. So you went to the uh, boss. Enjoy your time out there, man. I'm proud of you. Uh, love calling you one of my ex-teammates. And uh, keep it going, brother. Todd, thank you, man. I, I got to say this. You know, I think you get lucky in life. Um, at least I feel this way, that I've been lucky in life, that you run into people uh, that you need to run into at the right time of your life. And for me, I look back on the, you know, five years that, that we got to play together in Atlanta and how lucky was I, you know, to be able to, to learn from a guy like you, like the ultimate pro of how to lead, how to work, how to treat people, how to play with toughness and grit. And, and then, you know, also like just how lucky was I to have that guy you mentioned in the you know training room, right. That, yeah, I could act tough and all of this stuff in front of the other guys. Be I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But to have, you know, that that confidant um, in the locker room that you trust to be able to say, you know, maybe maybe I'm not that good, man. Maybe I am hurting a little bit, and I'm gonna need your help like this week to to get to to where we need to go. Um, I'm so thankful, you know, that that I got to play with you for as long as I did, and also. You, you know, that you were a huge impact on, on my life and my development a, as a player, um, because I, I think it, that, it really changed. It really changed. Um, you know, it helped me change to, to be the person that I needed to be, you know, throughout my career. And um, man, it was a blast. It, it, it was fun playing together for that long. And I'm thankful that we were able to do it. All right. I'm not going to cry or anything, get emotional, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. If you like this episode, I'll let you boy. I want to hear what you thought about it.